Nourish, part one, acknowledge. Chapter four, there are no facts, only interpretations. Friedrich Nietzsche. Overfed and undernourished. As a society, whether we are over or underfed, many of us are undernourished. We are full of drink and yet dehydrated. Everything in our closets is tight or hanging off us like wet, wet towels. The answer to the question, why don't we do better when we know better, is an elusive one. In many ways, this simple question has provided me with job security. As a nutrition and fitness coach, the self-sabotage I see in my clients has kept me in business since 2004. In my work, I see a pattern of habits contributing to the nutritional undermining of hundreds of people on a regular basis. This has been the focus of my research for over a decade. Here are some facts about my clients. As I write this, the median age of my clients is 42. Many of my clients are parents and some are grandparents. Almost all of the people I coach work outside of the home. Most of these men and women are stressed out. And as I record this for you, the median age of my clients is 49, which is my age, by the way. A reputable naturopath could diagnose many of my clients as suffering from adrenal fatigue. This often overwhelming fatigue can be brought on by mental, emotional, and physical stress. Some of these people are exhausted, quick-tempered, overly emotional, uninspired, not thinking clearly, sleepless, and living on the edge. Prospective clients call me as a last resort after they have tried dieting, binging, and purging, learn-to-run workshops, women and men-only circuit training clubs, diet groups, tai chi, extreme exercise videos and classes, community exercise in the parks, gardening clubs, book clubs, starvation, and endless amounts of self-loathing. How about you? How many of the above have you tried? These people spent money on gym memberships they did not use. They swore to commit their spouses and kids to family passes at the local gym, and they never went. These were people who loaded up on late-night infomercial exercise DVDs, they asked for treadmills for their anniversaries, and they gave up all the foods they love, all to look and feel better. Many of them did not have cake on their birthdays, or they ate the cake shamefully, alone, after everyone had gone to bed with a pint of ice cream to wash it down. These were men and women who drank red wine in excess because of the health benefits, or they sipped vodka and soda, no cranberry juice, too many carbs, and light beer at functions as wallflowers, as far away from the buffet as possible. Or they stationed themselves at the buffet, and once they started eating, they had no breaks. They could not stop. Some of these people include people who did not sleep and did not have sex. They resisted being photographed. They would not wear a bathing suit. They insisted that they had it all under control. That is, until they didn't. In my initial consults with prospective clients, I find that people have four main issues in common. They experience one or more of the following. Digestive distress, sleeplessness, monkey mind chaos, low or unmanageable energy levels. After telling their stories, first there was a desire to change, then out came the arsenal of excuses.
and the biggest excuse people shared was aging. Here's an aging statistic to ruminate on. Starting in our 20s, our metabolism, which is responsible for all of the life-sustaining physical and chemical processes in the body, begins to slow down. If we change nothing, we could see a potential gain of non-essential body fat. This extra fat is often referred to as the middle age spread. Further, after the age of 30, we lose 3 to 5% of our lean muscle mass per decade. The good news is that it is not old age but lifestyle that determines this for us. The key to aging well is intelligent nutrition, stress management, and purposeful exercise. When new clients say they do not have time for self-care, I ask them, who will look after everything when you fall? The burden of the sick falls on the healthy, and the details of death and dying are for the living. I believe that the hand of the universe opens wider for people who help other people. But we have to put the oxygen mask on ourselves first. Everything about life gets better when we practice self-care that serves us. Again, a foundation of hydration, nutrient-rich foods, sleep, and thoughtful, intentional exercise is key. Chapter five. First and foremost, you have to know why you want to do this. Laura Easter. Get over yourself, get started. Tough love? Maybe. I tell my clients when they offer their arsenal of excuses, begin, just start. Yes, you may be fat, tired, overwhelmed, busy, scared, scrawny, weak, uncoordinated, not naturally athletic, broke, or slightly broken. And you may not be what you used to be in high school. Let me tell you this, nobody cares. And in the most compassionate way, that is true. And here is why. Many of us are addicted to our excuses in one way or another. Everyone has issues that are in plain sight or are hidden behind the scenes. Each one of us craves support and guidance on the path to wellness. Most of us learned what we know about how to feed our bodies from our parents or caretakers. The questions are, how much did yours know and how healthy were or are your mentors? Are you curious about your nutrition but overwhelmed about where to start? The takeaway nugget is that there is no need to be embarrassed. Have you ever had a big project that you needed to dig into, but instead of starting, you kept coming up with a long list of to-dos that took precedence? When I have more money, after I make this call, when I have more free time, after this TV show is over, and so on and so on. Or when so-and-so gets home to help me. You are the project, and your excuses are just noise when it comes to health and wellness. Once I lose some weight, after my cruise, after the holidays are over, just as soon as the kids go off to school, if I could get my spouse to get on board. In my experience as a coach, all of the above might look like laziness or procrastination, but all of those excuses stem from one thing, fear. Some of the fear comes from the unknown. For example, who are we if we're not constantly trying to fix ourselves? No matter what, there is always something that can anchor us down into the abyss of poor health if we let it. Cut the cord, saw off the chain, turn down the volume on the justifications in your head, and get going. It's time to get over yourself. 
and get started. My first excuse was, I don't cook when my husband doesn't cook for me. I knew that I made the right choice in calling Kate when she said, what are you, five years old? Dinah, nourish client. Chapter six. The secret of all victory lies in the organization of the non-obvious. Marcus Aurelius. The TAP system, track, assess, adjust, progress. The first question I ask my clients when they say they eat well is, how do you know? They look at me as if I'm crazy. But then they say, well, I guess I don't. My response is, you need to. Why TAP? Like anything, the TAP system must be practiced to become a lifelong habit. TAP is the most important component to nourish. When I first started the nutrient tracking, required for nourish, it seemed labor intensive, but like anything that is truly worthwhile, it takes practice to be good at it. Practice and you'll become proficient. Tracking is a critical tool to help us make positive change. That quote is from Bonnie, a nourish client. Think about other areas in your life that you paid close attention and that improved incrementally. It may have been selling or finding a new house, looking for a new job, improving your finances, making time for date nights with your partner, creating more family time, or craving more you time. Tracking helps us focus on learning what works for us nutritionally and what does not. It is through keeping track that you will discover your own nutritional tipping points. On a scale of 1 to 10, you will rate the quality of your digestion, your sleep, your mood, and your energy levels. You will use your answers as your compass. Nutrition client Avery said, When I started tracking and assessing all of my food, I couldn't believe how little I was eating. No wonder I felt weak. This made my job tough as I run after children all day. It took me about two weeks to start feeling a change mentally and physically. And I finally regained the energy I needed for successful workouts. I could push through unlike before. Constance says, For someone who's just starting out, I cannot stress this enough. Read labels, track, assess, and adjust to progress. Concentrate and keep a record of how you feel. And I mean everything. Energy, mood, sex drive. When I stray from what I should be eating, I notice how it has affected me as soon as I get back on the straight and narrow. It is absolutely amazing how much better I feel. This is such a motivating factor for continuing. And like Nourish teaches, you cannot know unless you track. It's time to foster habits that truly serve you. It's time to start. Are you ready to tap? Chapter 7. Acknowledge what is. As a part of the track, assess, adjust, and progress, TAP system, decide where you see yourself right now in the following poem. This poem is by Portia Nelson. Autobiography in five short chapters. Chapter one. I walk down the street. There is a deep hole in the sidewalk. I fall in. I am lost. I am hopeless. It isn't my fault. It takes forever to find a way out. Chapter two. I walk down the same street. There is a deep hole in the sidewalk. I pretend I don't see it. I fall in again. 
I can't believe I'm in the same place. But it isn't my fault. It still takes a long time to get out. Chapter 3. I walk down the same street. There's a deep hole in the sidewalk. I see it there. I still fall in. It's a habit. My eyes are open. I know where I am. It is my fault. I get out immediately. Chapter 4. I walk down the same street. There's a deep hole in the sidewalk. I walk around it. Chapter 5. I walk down another street. Take a moment and complete this sentence. I see myself in chapter 1 through 5. Vincent explains, I'm in chapter one. As for what I want more of in my life, I want more of a sense of control and balance as well as purpose. I want to be happy and content. Essentially, I want to come out of chapter one an even better person than I was before my struggle began. For programs like this, people often jump to the standard goals. You want to lose weight for a wedding. You want to train for a half marathon. You want to lose weight to keep the spark alive in your relationship. You get the idea. At Custom Fit, I do not offer things like wedding party boot camps. Just looking good in those dresses and tuxes for one day is not a good enough goal. Soon after the wedding, you will experience a letdown that leaves you feeling hollow and ultimately like you need fixing again. The reason? The why being thinner or more buff was simply not big enough. Instead, put down the instant gratification mindset of fix me now. Get clear on why you are doing nourish. It may be that you want to eat healthier so you can conceive because you're too skinny or too fat to get or stay pregnant. Perhaps you want the energy and mental patience to play with and enjoy your grandchildren. Maybe you want to proactively prevent lifestyle diseases that run in your family. Or you want to get off medications that give you dangerous side effects. It could be that you want to rekindle the passion for life, but be specific. Your next assignment is to get really clear on what you want more of in your life. What is it? Finish this statement. I want more. Think about it. Take your time. List three specific reasons why you want to do this program and list three reasons why now is the right time and you are ready to commit to yourself. List three things you will do to create positive change in your health. Complete these sentences. By the end of Nourish, I will feel, I will look, I will be, because... Now you can start to develop simple yet comprehensive intentions, practices, and goals that will sustain, nourish, and bless the venture and joys of daily living for you. Chapter 8. Your starting point. Wisdom begins in wonder. Socrates. First, you need to acknowledge your starting point. Even if you want to dive right in, you need to acknowledge where you are today. Now is the time to ask yourself the four key assessment questions. Rate each one on a scale of 1 to 10. 1 equals poor and 10 equals excellent. How is your digestion and why did you choose that number? 
How is your sleep and why? How is your mood and why? How is your energy level and why did you choose that number? To establish your starting point, you'll take your photographs and any measurements or metrics that you like. You can also choose a target article of clothing. But look at your calendar and mark down your dates for your metrics and your photographs. So whether you look at this as a month-long program or a three-month-long program, make sure that you pick some benchmark times to check in and see how you're doing. For your photographs, first, find someone to take your photographs if you can. These photos will be an integral part of benchmarking your progress. You'll be grateful to have them as a reference sooner than you think. Have someone take four full body photos of you from the following angles, front, left, right, and rear. Wear a bathing suit or make sure you wear something as form fitting as possible and do not wear all black. Your Johnny Cash days are behind you. You will take your photographs again at six weeks and then again at 12 weeks. When I meet with clients for their six-week metrics appointments, it is not the data of the metrics or their weight on the scale that convinces them that they are making progress. Even if they feel better and look healthier, it is the changes that they see in the photographs that are the most compelling. Seeing really is believing, and the full-body photographs don't lie. Your measurements. Next, record your measurements at the sites on your body listed below with a cloth measuring tape. You will do this today at six weeks and again at 12 weeks. And make sure to write down the six and 12 week dates right now so you're organized. Note that the shoulder circumference measurement is taken at the widest point with the arms hanging at the sides and the shoulders relaxed. Also note, if you choose, you can measure any other part of your abdomen you wish to record. As a point of reference, measure the distance up or down from the belly button, circle one so you remember, most people choose one to two inches, possibly three, above or below the belly button, or both, and measure the circumference to attain this additional measurement. Using the cloth measuring tape, measure and record the following areas on your body. Your neck, your upper arm, your chest, your waist, your hips, your thighs, and your calves. A note about the scale. For the purposes of this program, you will take your body weight on the scale and use it as part of your metrics. In the original version of Nourish, I suggested that you use body fat calipers. I no longer recommend the use of body fat calipers as I don't necessarily think that they are a reliable measurement. However, they are a metric. So as long as you are consistent, you can use your Nourish book and you can purchase some calipers on Amazon and give it a shot, but I'm not gonna go over that here. The whole purpose of weighing yourself on the scale is just to have a metrics, a metric to begin with. The goal of Nourish is not necessarily to get lighter on the scale. It's about getting healthier on the inside. This can show up different ways in the scale. For example, if you gain lean muscle mass, you might end up heavier than when you started the program. But if you lose fat during the process, you could end up smaller in body size and clothing size. 
The scale will lie to you and it can make you crazy. Here are some reasons the scale can be inaccurate. You're dehydrated, making you lighter on the scale. You are constipated, making you heavier on the scale. You've been traveling and retaining water, makes you heavier. You are experiencing PMS, can also make you heavier. You've had a very salty meal the night before, heavier. You just worked out, lighter. You drank a liter of water, heavier. You are gaining muscle and muscle weighs more than fat, heavier. You are losing muscle and muscle weighs more than fat, lighter. Any of the above plus endless other factors can cause the scale to make you happy or depressed at any given moment. Instead, use the four assessment questions as your daily guide. How is your digestion? How is your sleep? How's your mood? How's your energy level? As I said before, I don't necessarily recommend using the body fat calipers anymore. For our purposes, I really would just take photographs, use a tape measure if you wish, write in your journal, answer your wellness compass questions, and keep checking in with those. Very important to think about what your starting point is. And then also think about how you feel about your starting point. Are you surprised, nervous, disgusted, relieved? Wherever you end up finding or whatever you end up finding, don't panic. You've taken the first step to proactively taking charge of your health. If, based on your results, you think you are too lean or overly fat, remember that this is not an exact science. I have both male and female clients who are very lean with metrics that are high because they have lots of, of muscle. And I have clients who are lighter on the scale who, quite frankly, have a higher body fat ratio because they don't have a lot of muscle. It's really important, again, to focus on your digestion, your sleep, your energy, and your mood. I also have clients who register in the obese category who are hardly ever sick and who work out regularly. And to be clear, I have clients at both ends of the spectrum who are not well, are sick all the time, and have multiple health issues. And I have clients who show up in the fit or athletic range who are anything but. This is why I coach a client looking at the whole person to make sure we get the whole picture. It's imperative that you do the same as you coach yourself through Nourish. This is why I ask you again to assess your digestion, your sleep, your mood, and your energy levels. And this is why those photographs I asked you to take are so important. Acknowledging and tapping are the keys to your success. Next, choose a target article of clothing. It's a good idea to choose a target article of clothing that you can try on weekly as a marker for your progress. Think of your target article of clothing as another metric in your assessment toolkit. For men, it could be a pair of jeans or dress pants with a smaller waist, or a dress shirt that you have trouble buttoning up. For women, it could be a blouse, a pair of jeans, or a dress. Some people choose a bathing suit. Either pull something out of your closet you have not been able to wear for a while, or go shopping. Whatever you do, try not to put on your outfit every day. Try it on weekly, on the same day and at the same time. Think about it. What is your target article of clothing? Why did you choose this? What day will you try on your tar target article of clothing? 
No, do not shop up a size in your closet. Once something is too big or doesn't suit you anymore, donate or toss it. Again, you need all of this initial data to establish your starting point. Your answer to all the assessment questions, your photographs, perhaps your measurements, and your target outfit. This data, along with the answers to the four key assessment questions, are crucial parts of the TAP system. Just using the scale is not enough to measure your health and wellness. In a few short weeks, you will be glad that you took the time to clearly establish your starting point. Got belly fat? Belly fat is code for visceral fat. Visceral fat surrounds our internal organs and increases our risk of many health issues, including diseases like heart disease, diabetes, and stroke. Genetics, lifestyle, and poor nutritional choices are linked to excess belly fat. In my research, I've seen many clients who come for coaching after years of eating a low-calorie, low-fat, carbohydrate-laden diet, both simple and complex, who carry extra belly fat. This includes clients who live on whole grains and copious amounts of fruits and vegetables. As soon as they make the change to nutrient-rich, lower-sugar, higher-fiber choices, they begin to lose belly fat, improve their digestion, sleep better, their moods level off, and their energy levels are more manageable. Next, it's time to track your food and water for three days so you can assess where you are starting nutritionally. Then you can make adjustments from an educated place and make progress by discovering your nutritional tipping points.